raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Let's head over to the Body Works Plus guest hotline and talk some ACC football with Andrea Adelson. You can follow her on Twitter, by the way, at A Adelson ESPN. Andrea, do you like horror films and scary movies, or are you with me in saying no thank you? Yeah, no. Uh, Barbie, Taylor Swift, those are more my feet, guys. <laughs> I'm, I just, I, I can't. You know, it's funny. We had Dino Babers on our show a few weeks ago, and he's a huge movie buff, but he also hates scary movies because that means when he closes his eyes at night, he thinks about all the possibilities of ways he could potentially, you know, meet his end. Yes. He doesn't want to do that, so he doesn't <laughs> watch scary movies. <laughs> wow. Dino Babers, my spirit animal. I think a lot of people have talked about that before, but I didn't realize it was because of our hatred of scary movies. <laughs> now I know. I want to know a little bit more about this article you wrote, too, Andrea, on ESPN. I think it was dropped yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. It was about Tez Walker and his fight, his long NCAA, uh, his fight with the NCAA for eligibility. Here's what I want to know. What's something that you learned, Andrea, about Tez Walker and UNC's fight with the NCAA to play you think more people should know about? What's something being under-discussed you feel is important? Yeah, it's a great question because there was a lot that was happening behind the scenes that I'm not sure a lot of people maybe understood or knew about in the moment. When the NCAA initially, back in August, said he couldn't be eligible. It wasn't as if they made that ruling over a week's time. This had been a process that had lasted six months up until that point, and it involved multiple appeals, multiple reconsiderations, multiple ways that North Carolina was trying to get Tez Walker eligible. So it's not as if this was uh, an easy, we'll file the waiver and then we'll just wait and hear from the NCAA. It wasn't anything like that. There was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of interpretation of what North Carolina could or could not do to file on his behalf. There were rule changes along the way. For example, NC Central and Kent State were both in favor of Tez Walker having immediate eligibility and were willing to file waivers on his behalf to do that. In the past, the NCAA would accept those waivers, but they changed the bylaws, and any sort of waiver in support of eligibility is no longer really considered anymore. That was a change along the way that caught North Carolina, I think, a little bit off guard. Because remember, their point was that uh, his time at NC Central, because he did not play there, it should not count against his eligibility. So they tried a different route uh, with using COVID exceptions to try and make that an exception. Again, there were a lot of different um, uh, conversations back and forth between the school and the NCAA. And I think it's also important to remember here, guys, the way this thing ended made it feel as if this was a very adversarial process. There was a lot of animosity because of the back and forth from the statements and what North Carolina was saying, what the NCAA said. But in all honesty, the NCAA wants, I know it doesn't seem this way because of what happened, they want to be able to make sure guys are, are, have what they need to be eligible to play. So from their perspective, they're, they're happy it worked out. They didn't want this to be an adversarial process. Um, what happened ultimately was to the great benefit of Tez Walker, and Tez Walker also repeatedly told me he is grateful to the NCAA 
that they were able to change their mind. It just took a lot to be able to get there. Well, and it became adversarial when Mac Brown released a statement that he did. And then once yeah. we did that, the NCAA, they responded. And then when even Tez Walker was ruled eligible, that was adversarial too. Even when yeah. they're, we got the good news. We have all this information. We have new information. It was North Carolina's fault that we didn't have the information that we needed in the first place. But now he's eligible because we found it. Uh, did, do we know what that info is, Andrea? Or is the NCAA just you know saying something as to uh, why they allowed Tez Walker to be eligible and it really wasn't all that different from the information they had in the first place? Well, there's conflicting information in that regard. Uh, and so you look at the statement from the NCAA, and I reached out to comment for comment from the NCAA, and they pointed to that statement. So they stand behind <laughs> this, that statement, right, that there's new information. Tez Walker said there was new, no new information. But then you read the statement from North Carolina's chancellor, and he mentions there was information that they then presented the NCAA that came up after the process. So when I asked, uh, Tez's attorney, Elliot Abrams, what was the new information? He also declined to say because of attorney-client privilege. So something is there, right? We don't know what it was. We don't know what it is. Uh, the NCAA is not going to put out any of that information because that relates to you know student-athlete pri- privacy um, concerns. Um, Tez Walker and his attorneys could put it out if they wanted to, but they don't have to either. So we're caught in this gray area where the NCAA stands behind the statement. Tez Walker says there was no new information. The attorney says, well, I can't really release anything, even if there was new information. And so that, to me, of all the things that were in that story, that's the one thing I couldn't get answered. That's the one thing I don't feel definitively good about is what was the new information? Was it new information? Are we parsing words here in terms of the word new? Um, was it supplemental information that uh, helped the case? You know, I mean, that word new, right, can yeah. probably be used in several different ways. North Carolina insists, insists that they gave the NCAA every bit of information at the time that they had it. So, again, you could parse those words and say, well, when did they have the information? Uh, so the bottom line is the NCAA stands behind what they say. Tez Walker says what he says. North Carolina says the third thing. And uh, unless somebody comes out with it, I think that's going to remain uh, a bit of a gray area. Andrea Adelson joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow her on Twitter at A Adelson ESPN. And Andrea, you're looking at the ACC right now. Three undefeated teams at the top and then three more teams with one loss. Do you have a bold uh, prediction about how you think that this thing will shake out and which teams uh, have the most potential to get to Charlotte at this point? Two undefeated teams. Uh, Louisville lost, so it's just Florida State and North Carolina right now. Well, I guess uh, what, ACC or, records, <laughs> undefeated in the okay, ACC. Record. I got you. I yeah, got sorry you. about that. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Um, I, I think Florida State has the clearest path uh, to making it to Charlotte, uh, quite honestly, although you know, they do have some difficult games starting with Duke and that's the other undefeated team in ACC play. I think you're referring to. Um, so that is going to be a challenge, I think for Florida state this weekend, but the fact that we still don't know if Riley Leonard is going to play, I think, and the fact that it's at home in Tallahassee gives Florida state an edge. I think they're probably going to be challenged on the road at Pitt. We just saw what they did against Louisville. And I think Miami is going to give them a challenge as well. So I don't necessarily think that, 
Florida State is going to just sail through the rest of their schedule. I think there will be challenges along the way. But in my view, I think they have the best chance at getting to Charlotte undefeated. North Carolina and Duke have a lot of challenges left on the schedule, including playing each other. Um, and North Carolina's got to go on the road to play Georgia Tech, a place where I think they're 2-10 and 10 over the last 12 games. They've lost their last two uh, in Atlanta, including last season. Um, and uh, then they also have Clemson on the road. So I don't necessarily think that North Carolina it has as easy a schedule uh, to make it undefeated to, to Charlotte the way that, that Florida State does. But if I'm going to put them in order, I think Duke has the hardest road yet because they've also got Louisville on their schedule in addition to North Carolina uh, and uh, Florida State. So if I'm going to put it in order based on strength of schedule and win probability to make it to Charlotte, I still think it's going to be Florida State and North Carolina. I just don't know if North Carolina is going to make it there undefeated. All right, and then last thing before we get you out of here, biggest surprise and biggest disappointment of the ACC season thus far. I think Duke is the biggest surprise, quite honestly, based on the schedule that they had to start the year. I don't know how many people would have them ranked right now in the top 25 with a number four defense and scoring defense uh, at this point in the season. Um, so I would say that. And the biggest disappointment, I think, has been Pitt. You probably could say Wake Forest also. It might be a tie. Uh, between those two schools right now. Um, and these are two schools that played for an ACC championship just two years ago. And they're now at the bottom of the ACC standing. So if I had to pick one, I'd still probably give a slight edge to Pitt. But we'll see what happens because they're playing each other this weekend. So that'll be like a really good barometer to figure out which one uh, maybe could take the lead in that uh, in that department. Inside Tez Walker's long NCAA fight for eligibility. Go check that article out on ESPN.com. You can also see it tweeted out on Andrea's timeline on Twitter at A. Adelson ESPN. Andrea Adelson on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Great stuff, Andrea. We really appreciate it and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.